So in that wonderful, wonderful holiday bowl, in which Bo Nix delivered the game-winning touchdown, there were a lot of individual standouts that we need to highlight, so we will. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. Please continue to like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show. Tell your friends about it if you like it as well. Appreciate that. And Bet Online for sponsoring today's show. Bet Online has covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is, as always, where the game starts. And we're going to start and end today with individual performances and guys who stood out, who I think may have earned some playing time. And yes, I did, for those of you watching on YouTube, call a game for Southern Utah earlier. Hence the uh, the suit. We're all businesslike here on a Friday. If I were roasting myself, I'd say I look like a guy about to give a mediocre PowerPoint presentation on why third quarter growth was not actually as bad as we think. But anyway, let's uh, let's keep it here to football because I think I'm a little bit more suited. Yeah, yeah. I did not think of that, but it came to me in the moment. I think I'm more suited for that. So, gosh, that was terrible. Oh, I can't believe you all put up with me. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Uh, first guy we got to talk about who was at a position that I mentioned going into the game was going to have some increased playing time for guys who maybe played a little or maybe didn't play at all during the season, and that was linebacker. And I thought Keith Brown had an exceptional game. He was tied for the team lead with seven tackles. And it was the way that he was playing that made me look at that and go, is that our starting middle linebacker next year? Now it's 4-2-5, so we don't technically have a middle linebacker. But whatever Noah Sewell was this year. Now, there's not a lot of film out there on Justin Jacobs, but he's a little bit more of, of an athlete. He's a little bit taller as well, I think, than Keith Brown is. But that was a guy who came in as a four-star recruit, and you looked at his his profile and thought, man, I, I, I think he can be a starting caliber linebacker. And he's been sitting behind... Some really talented dudes. Justin Flo wasn't able to get up to his full potential because of injury. And Noah Sewell, who is going to the NFL probably early to mid-round draft pick, I would guess. Could be a good player. I watched Keith Brown in that game. And I noticed right away, he's out there with Jeffrey Boss at the linebacker spot. This is a 4-2-5 defensive scheme. You got two linebackers out there. You got five defensive backs. And something I said earlier also kind of came to fruition in that game, which I will touch on a bit later. But I I watched the way Keith Brown played, and I was really impressed. I I was really impressed with the way he knew what he was doing out there. He never felt out of position. There were times where, you know, like on the, the last touchdown North Carolina scored, or maybe it was the second one. I don't remember. Whichever one Drake May zipped into a window where he was in coverage, he was for some reason matched up one-on-one on on a linebacker or on a wide receiver as a linebacker in man-to-man coverage. That should not happen. That is the fault of the defensive scheme and the play call for allowing that to happen or for the safeties for not providing enough help. Jamal Hill and Steve Stevens were there on the play. 
He wasn't in a bad spot, by the way. I think he's got some pretty good measurables. He's certainly got the physical size, but here's the thing. Noah Sewell was a really good football player. We all know that. He was good this year. He's been good in several years. He has been huge, absolutely huge for Oregon's defense. But ask yourself this question with regards to who could be playing linebacker next year. And I don't think Jeffrey Bossa, even with a good performance, has a solidified starting role. I think both linebacker spots could be open. Did you feel like we were missing Noah Sewell that much in that game? Because, by the way, the defense played well. I'm going to talk about that more on Monday. But we're focusing on individuals here. Did you feel like there was a big drop-off for a guy who's primarily a run-stuffing linebacker and who is solid in coverage in Noah Sewell? Because I really didn't, which is not a shot at Noah Sewell as much as it is a compliment to Keith Brown. I thought he tackled well, had a really good moment where a a running back was kind of one tackle away from getting into space, and, and Brown was able to wrap him up around the ankles. He was never out of position. He seemed to understand what the defensive calls were, where he needed to be. Sorry, I've been battling a little bit of, of a cold here, but I, I, I was really impressed. He, he was the guy individually who stood out the most to me in this game who we didn't know what his role would be going into next year, right? Like, Bonex was amazing. Early and late, not so much in the middle, but such as football. Bucky Irving was sensational. Yeah, I already knew that Bucky Irving was really good, but that was a position group that I was watching, in addition to the defensive backs who I'm about to get to. But I was really impressed with Keith Brown. I, I really was. And if you told me right now that our starting linebackers next year are Keith Brown and Justin Jacobs, hard to not feel good about that. Hard, hard to not feel good about that because I thought those guys, I, I, I thought, well, I, I don't know what Jacobs is, but I thought Keith Brown did more than hold his own. I thought he was a playmaker. He looked like a leader out there. And he, he was doing stuff that didn't always show up on the stat sheet too. So another guy who stood out was Jeffrey Bossa, who was starting next to him at linebacker and who, for the most part this year, wasn't very good. He did not grade well in PFF, or according to PFF, I should say. And I think when you watched him this year, he looked small at times. He does have good speed. We saw, I mean, that sack that he pulled off, you know, where he swum, swam move, better way to say it, he did a swim move right around the guard and just went to the quarterback. That was really good. And and that's what he kind of showed last year in the Alamo Bowl. I just don't know if he's big enough. Because there were too many times where he's engaging with a lineman who's getting up to the second level and he's just getting pushed around really easily. He's getting pushed around really easily. And you can't have that if you're going to be a high level defense. You can't you can't have someone who who looks that outsized. He he's just barely big enough to be a linebacker. I don't know what what his measurables are and whether or not Lanny and company see him as fast enough to play, you know, in that Bennett Williams role, which we certainly need more speed from, but he he was impressive in this game, but I I can't let that overshadow, you know, how he played this year, which was I think not quite up to the standard that he's capable of, though he did do a lot of good things. He's a great quarterback spy guy, good at covering in the flat, can match up with a lot of different bodies, but 
just was not able to make enough plays. But when he's playing fast and confident like that, man, reminds me of the guy that I saw last year in the Alamo Bowl that made me think that's a major player for Oregon's defense this year. And he was, but he was not as productive or explosive as he was in this in this Holiday Bowl or as I thought he could be coming into the year. Uh, what about the defensive MVP for the Holiday Bowl? Mace Funa. Got to talk about him because a uh, little piece of news on that front. But you don't want to make a piece of news by driving whilst not sober this holiday season with New Year's Eve right around the corner, that being tomorrow. Let's say you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks and a few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think you're okay to drive home. Well, you're not. Because even if you think, ah, I don't live that far from here, no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway, right? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, lose your license, lose your job, total your car, you kill someone, which happens every year, unfortunately. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. That still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Plan a ride, plan ahead, get an Uber, get a Lyft, whatever you have to do, because it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So Mace Funa was the defensive MVP in this game. Showed up when Oregon needed him to because DJ Johnson wasn't there. Oregon's most consistent and productive pass rusher from this season coming out of that edge spot. Dorless was still in that game. And I'm just going to keep pointing it out. If Dorless were going to the NFL, would he play in that game? I'm just going to throw it out. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. We'll continue to monitor that going forward. But Mace Funa had an exceptional game. One of his better ones is a duck. He played well against Washington State, too. Had that game-sealing pick six and made some other nice plays in, in that game. But he was doing what Oregon's defense was missing all season long, and that's applying pressure. Did it on the first series. He was beating his guy, getting after the quarterback, making plays. Did a lot of really good things. He announced he's coming back to Oregon, which overall is a good thing because he's an experienced player and you know what you're going to get from him. And, and he's solid, but to say that Oregon couldn't upgrade at that position based on what he showed in the first 12 games of the year, I, I think would be incorrect. Much like Jeffrey Bossa, I am encouraged because I know the potential those two guys have by what they showed in the Alamo Bowl. That was a good sign. However, looking at a one-game sample size versus the entire season, should not dictate that, oh, well, that's what those guys are going to be week in and week out. If Mace Funo becomes that next year, and he's you know been a solid player, but has never been dominant, and I don't think he was dominant in the Holiday Bowl, but he was really, really good, right? As productive as he's ever been. Maybe his best game as a college player. Maybe that's the one that gives him the confidence and wherewithal to, to turn a corner and become the sort of player that Oregon needs him to be on the edge without DJ Johnson there or else you're going to be relying on a five-star true freshman in Mateo Uyunglele. But I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket, right? I, I think you leave it open as a possibility. I think you're happy to have him back, right? Good for the locker room, good for depth, because you, you know that he's going to play and do some... And he did a lot of nice things this year, particularly against the run. Getting after the passer was not something he did exceptionally well, but then he did in this game. So if he wants to bring that week in and week out going forward, 
fantastic. But to say that Oregon shouldn't look to try and upgrade at that position, I don't think would be accurate. So try Quest Bridges. Here's another guy. Sound like Chris Collinsworth, suit and all. Now nah, here's a guy. I got to Here, let me do the slide in on YouTube. Now here's a guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't believe I just did that. I'm in a weird, weird mood today. Maybe this light cold is messing with my, my head a little bit. But I remember a time when TriQuest Bridges was a consistent talking point here on this show. And amongst all you fans out there, who I love and adore, who comment on YouTube, and I love all that sort of engagement, were very frustrated with him at different points of time this season. Uh, tell me, have you seen Triquez Bridges play a better game? Because I haven't. I, I really haven't. I think that was his best game as a duck. And it was seemingly the culmination, and this is why bowl games are great and provide these sorts of opportunities for us to get a glimpse into the future. It was... A really, really good performance and kind of the culmination of what has been a steady move of progress. He kept getting better. We kept hearing from him less. He kept making more plays as the season went on. And then he did that. He almost picked off Drake May in the end zone. That was flawless coverage. Flawless coverage. Man to man down the sideline. He knocked the ball away in the end zone. Perfectly played. He was getting a lot of praise from Joel Klatt, who's not giving him praise just for fun. It's because he was playing really well. And as I look to next year and what Oregon needs to fix on the defensive side of the ball, I think it's pass rush, and I think it's safeties. I think those are your top priorities. And I said that at one point. I don't even remember which episode it was. But I said, I think safeties is a bigger need than corner. And Triquez Bridges showed that to be the case in this game. Because he looked like a guy who, if you told me right now, he's a starting corner. I saw him make plays in the run game. I saw him perform exceptionally well in pass coverage. And he has just continued to get better and better. And if he does that again, I'd be okay if he's our, if he's our starting corner. If it's him and Kyrie Jackson, I think that is good enough. I'm not saying it's otherworldly. I am saying that that is something that we wouldn't have had this year. The, that, that form of TriQuest Bridges. I was really, really impressed. J.J. Greenfield at safety. I thought at a couple nice moments early in the game, he didn't play as much as it went on. But I thought he did some good things. But still, all three safety positions, right? The, the, the strong safety, the star safety, which is what Bennett Williams kind of played, Jamal Hill as well, and then and the free safety you can reload or let young guys compete. I think all those spots are open, all of them, because the production just hasn't been there. The plays haven't been there. We miss Ron McKinley big time, big, big time. But speaking of corners, you know who else had a really good game? Jaleel Florence and Dante Manning. I thought Florence was a little bit better than Manning in this game, but I didn't see either of them get burned badly. That's not nothing. And Jaleel Florence, he's a physical corner. That guy's a true freshman out there. He's ready. He's ready to play. And I think there's a very real chance next year that the three corners we see most take the field for the Ducks on defense are Kyrie Jackson, Jaleel Florence, and Triquez Bridges. 
Maybe they move Bridges back to safety and say, well, if we need him to cover in any situations, then he's really good. then he, he's he's good in the cover situation. I won't say really good because it was just the second half of the year, but he has been quite good in, in that area. So I liked what I saw from those two. And if Florence can be a little handsy, right? I, I think someone made that comment on YouTube, like, oh, Jalil Florence is too handsy, he's too physical. Okay, he's a true freshman. He is a true freshman playing out there. He's got a lot of time to grow, a lot of time to learn. His position coach, Demetrius Martin, is still here. Matt Powledge is not. Probably get into that a little bit next week. But I I like Jalil Florence a lot, and I think he showed up very well in this game. I think his tackling can improve. That face mask penalty he had, that was a true freshman mistake. But he gets physical. He's into guys. He's not letting them just run free when he's in straight man-to-man coverage. He's got great speed. I like his technique. It can be refined, but that's what you'd expect as a true freshman. I honestly, without without Gonzo going forward, I genuinely feel okay about Oregon's corners. Not the safeties, not the pass rush yet. But the corners right now, I don't feel bad about them. At least that's that that's where I'm at after watching that game. Uh, speaking of the defensive line, I thought Casey Rogers had another really good game. And look, here's the thing with Casey Rogers: we don't know if he's coming back next year. I tend to think he is. Not a big time NFL guy. Taki Taimani is coming back, but I don't believe. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Casey Rogers has announced. I'd be really down for Casey Rogers to come back. Here, here's, here's what Casey Rogers is, and it's also important to recognize what he is not. He is a guy who makes flash plays regularly, can disappear for stretches, can maybe get moved around every now and then. But if I had to choose between Taimani and Casey Rogers, I'd take Casey Rogers because think about this season. How many impact plays did Casey Rogers make? He had a sack in the Stanford game. He had a big TFL in the Utah game. He blew up a couple plays, you know, on the ground in particular over the course of the year. I I liked him. I I liked him. Is he a number one defensive tackle anchor who's just going to clog up the middle like Jordan Scott? No, he's not. But is he a good college football player that does a lot of good things for your defense? To me, that answer is yes. And we saw that in this game. He gets after the quarterback every now and then, but he's in there to stuff the run. And you need those sorts of guys. And I think he does that really well. I, I think he I think he does that very, very well. So I, I'd like to see him come back because I think he's just a solid player, right? He's not, you know, first, second team, all Pac-12 dominant, early round draft pick or anything. But not every guy on your defense is going to be that. Sometimes you just need good players. And Casey Rogers, I think he's just a good football player. Okay, let's go to the offensive side of the ball and where the individual standouts were. Beyond the obvious ones, right? The Bo Nixes of the world, the Troy Franklins of the world. Franklin is so awesome. Also, bummer that... Chris Hudson's touchdown got called back. That was a frozen rope from Bo Nix. And then it was a heck of a catch and great footwork too. The epitome of why I like Chris Hudson. He's just a good football player. 
But at the offensive line, outside of the guys who have now finished their Oregon careers, Ryan Walk, TJ Bass, Alex Forsythe, Big Sala, a lot of names to replace. I saw a lot of guys play who continue to do good things. Jackson Powers Johnson. As of right now, probably our starting center next year. Marcus Harper's at one guard. Stephen Jones probably at the other. Stephen Jones coming back. I think that's good news for the offensive line. But Bonex was sacked just once in this game. They ran the ball very well for the most part. And when you watch these guys on the interior, the Marcus Harper's, the Jackson Powers Johnsons of the world, who play a lot, but other than Harper, are not you know starting, but get out there regularly. Stephen Jones kind of in that mix as well. A lot, a lot of shuffling on the offensive line that's pretty common. You need to have some anchor pieces going forward. I like the two transfers they're bringing in a lot. And, and I think that the guys they're going to have there to anchor the unit for next year, I think they're really good. I, I, I don't know if they can match the production of this year's offensive line because they don't have Alex Forsyth, and that's probably the biggest loss of all of them. But you're sliding Connerly in. He's got a lot of potential. We'll, we'll have to learn a little because – He's going out there next year, most likely, not just in the 14J package. But I, I think with JPJ, with Marcus Harper, Stephen Jones, and the two guys coming in, I, I think the offensive line is still going to be a strength. I don't think it can be as good as it was this year, but it can still be a strength. Okay, a uh, couple individuals on offense. Bucky Irving, man, he's just... Uh, that run was awesome. I haven't seen a guy jump cut like that since LaMichael, man. I, I mean... And he, he does, he's not the flashiest player in the world. He really isn't. But when you look up, all he's doing is breaking tackles, getting into space, finding holes, setting up blocks. And speaking of blocks, I'm going to close with this guy, who I really hope comes back. I like Patrick Herbert. And I want him to continue to be a part of the rotation. He's a good player. Solid tight end. Good pass catcher. Decent blocker. Cam McCormick's a stud. Did you see that block on the Bucky Irving touchdown run? He took out two guys. That's what they call, I think, killing two birds with one stone. He, he is a good pass catcher. He's got a nice run after the catch component. He's perfectly fine being the number two tight end. And the biggest thing we lost when Matavau went into the portal was his blocking capability. And you know what Cam McCormick does really well? He gets in there and blocks. And he's just he's just an old, mature, wily veteran who will do nothing but make solid football plays and help you win, whether he gets the credit for it or not. Never forget, he saved the Utah game. Tackled Clark Phillips on what would have been a pick six from Bo Nix, but instead was a pick that turned into zero points for the Utes. I really hope he comes back. I don't think he's formally announced. He could be back for two more years. I'll take him. I'll take him. I will. I, I will take him. As long as he wants. All he does is make winning football plays. Those are your individual standouts from the Holiday Bowl. Got any questions? Let me know. On Twitter at Smalls underscore 55 or at Locked on Ducks. DMs, mentions, everything wide open. YouTube comments as well. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And go Ducks.